All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Guys, this episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Cassidy. It is crazy to think of, but 2021 is coming to an end. And as we look to the new year, many of you might have a goal of meeting some sexy new friends. And if you do, you should absolutely be using Cassidy.com to do it. The best part is you can try it free for 30 days. Get on, see who's in your area, check out all of the features available for free for a whole month. When you go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at, at the bottom of the homepage, as well as getting a friend request from us and being entered into our community called Front Porch Swingers, where you can see all of the latest info on our podcast and events. So we will see you there. So I think we're kicking this off this week with some very exciting news, some concrete plans and info we can finally share with you guys. Yes, absolutely. January 20th market on the fucking calendar. It's going to be awesome. Yes, we are officially doing our first ever Las Vegas Hot Wife event. We are doing it in collaboration with some amazing people in a fantastic venue. Yeah, it is the nicest fucking venue, lifestyle venue in Vegas. We are fucking pumped. Yes. So January 20th, we're going to be at Playhouse LV doing, like we said, a highly curated hot wife event. And we are in the process right now of vetting people for that event because we just want to make sure that people understand consent and all of the different values that need to be shown during this event, all of the the ways that they can align with our vision for the event and make sure that it's safe and sexy and fun and awesome. So that is what we're doing right now. And you can find all of the information on it. If you go to our homepage um, on frontporchswingers.com, click on events, it'll show you our event. Yeah, just go over there, check it out. You'll find out all the good stuff that's happening. So we're fucking excited. January 20th, the first one. Yeah, every month it'll be the third Thursday of every month. First one, January 20th. Yes. So now that that's out of the way, we have to talk about this last week. And I also want to talk about some future plans. Yeah, this past week has been crazy, professionally and personally. What a fucking, I mean, just a roller coaster, right? Well, we said it last night. We're like, where the fuck did this week go? It literally flew by. Yeah, it was crazy. Lots of work in the beginning of the week. And then we had some fun toward the end. But man, it was just, it just came on like a fucking tornado. Yeah, I think that's Vegas. We've been saying this for a long time now. Vegas, well, not a long time because we haven't been here a long time. Seems like it, but, but we have. the last five weeks, it seems like everything just kind of hits you all at once. And one minute you're like, oh, we don't really have any plans. And then the next minute you're like, holy fuck, we have too many plans. Yeah, it ha- that's exactly what it is. It's like you go from zero to 100 with no fucking warning. So do we want to talk a little bit about Saturday? Saturday was interesting. We had a date, you and I, with a couple. Which, Which we never do. Never fucking do that. However, to be fair, we have played with this couple before in a manner of speaking. They are an amazing couple that we met when we were when we were invited to our first party here, our, our bisexual party that we attended. And they are a fucking awesome couple. They're so hot. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, but they're just such cool, genuine people. And so we invited them out for a drink like last week, I think. And the plan was to meet at seven o'clock Saturday night. And of course... 
all things are going just fine. And then I get a text message Friday morning from a single guy friend of ours who actually orchestrated that party and was like, hey, let's all meet at a club, you know, hang around, hang out, have some drinks, and then go get a suite after and, and get together. And I'm like, okay. So I texted them back and said, well, we're meeting our mutual friends tonight at seven. We'll pass it on. So we did just that. They were very excited about it. We moved our plans to eight to give us a little bit more time because the club, I think, opened at 10. And so, yeah, that's what we did. So it, it went from a, a couple's date to a night at the club with seven friends. And yeah, it was fucking hot and amazing. It was really hot. We did a lot of things that we normally never do. For example, going never. on a date with a couple, uh, just a little bit of spoiler, you actually played at the club. First, I was the first one. Well, here's the thing. Until we got a chance to sit down and talk to them, we had no fucking idea they were a hot wife couple. They play almost exactly the same way we do. Yeah. They play together in what obviously is a more of a, a group bisexual environment, but very separately in a heteronormative manner, just like we do. Yeah. Completely separately. So I, we didn't know that. We How the hell could we know? We, we had just met them and we were all naked within about 30 minutes of meeting each other. So that conversation <laughs> didn't come up. Hard to have really in-depth conversations. Yeah. Yeah. about play dynamics yeah, and conversation was just whipping the cocks and pussies out. Yeah, conversation wasn't top priority at that very moment. So, yeah, it was really, it was unique. And so we get to this club where you and I have been before. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. The club itself was not an awesome experience, let's be honest. It was the people we were with that was awesome. Yes. That made it awesome. Very much agreed. And like you said, we talked about this as well. Because of the people you're with, that really changes, I mean, for me, it changes everything. It changes the energy and the dynamic. And I was the first one to play she actually took me by the hand and was like, let's go find a place and go chat and hang out. And I'm like, okay, we're off. And we found a private room. And literally within 15 minutes of being at the club, we were fucking. I yeah. mean, that was the first one, which never happens. I was like, woo, go Brian. Yeah, never, ever, ever happens. And man, is she fucking hot. <laughs> I had no problem with that at all. Just saying. Yeah, and I'm not going to go into all of the details. We're not going to go into all the details on this play session just because there were a lot of people around and we want to be careful about people's privacy and that sort of thing. Yeah. But I will also say something that I did that I never fucking do never. is I played in both a group setting and in a more public space. Yes, that's just not the norm for us. But again, I think it comes down to the level of comfort we find with this group. Yeah. That's just what it is. We it's would never special. It is. We would never do that under normal circumstances. And, you know, this particular group in a setting of folks that are very comfortable with each other, it is bisexual in nature. Obviously, there there are men and women who are all bisexual. This whole group is. And man, is there something comfortable about that? Yeah. You know, I did not play in that environment. I was actually having to guard the door, which is a whole nother fucking conversation about this club we were in and its lack of decorum. That's the unfortunate part. Uh, other than that, it was a great fucking night. We had a blast with our friends. Sure. So I, I think it's important to mention, however, that a large part of why it was uncomfortable and frankly felt unsafe at times was because of the single men that were attending this event. At 100%. This party. And it I wasn't was... a party. It was a club. It was just a fucking Saturday night where single guys are permitted. They get charged an outrageous amount of money, which does not fix the fucking problem of having unvetted guys in a room that are not been educated about the lifestyle and frankly aren't lifestyle people. They're just 
fucking thirsty, horny dudes hoping to get a glimpse of something. How many fucking times have we had this conversation with club owners and event hosts about charging men yeah. exorbitant fees comparatively to everyone else that's coming in the door and expecting that that means that they're going to get a higher quality guy? It does the opposite, people. If you're a club owner listening right now, I'm saying it for you as loud as I can in the back. It doesn't fucking work. It has the no. opposite effect. No. It makes these guys feel as if they can come in and behave any way they want because of the money they've paid. Yeah, they're enti- there's a level of entitlement. It's like anything else, right? I go to dinner and I pay 30 bucks for dinner for two people. I'm not expecting five-star service. If I'm going to pay 250 I'm expecting a, a, a higher level of service and a better culinary experience. This is very much the same thing. If you charge a guy 25 bucks or whatever, you know, he's going to hang out and have a drink and if it doesn't work, great. You charge him 200 he's looking for something. And not only is he looking, he's going to try to manufacture something if it's not readily available. Or better yet, charge him something in the middle and then set very explicit guidelines for the behavior that's expected at your establishment. Yeah, or in this case, none. Zero expectations about behavior at all. So just to paint a picture, and we're not, I don't want to harp on this because it was such a terrible experience. When you were playing in the public space, semi-public space with our friends, and there were seven of you in that room, I was in front of the door, blocking the door so no one could get in. You, you could watch, but no one was permitted in. At one point, there were 13 guys, 13 guys standing behind me trying to either see or get in that room to find out what was going on. And I truly thought at one point I was going to have to fight my way out of that room. And that's an uncomfortable place to be. They have to get it wrapped around their heads that you charging more isn't the fucking fix. No. It's just not. So anyway, we're not going to go into any more of that negative bullshit, but it is something that we felt needed to be said because it was our experience this weekend. I will say, despite all of that, we had a very sexy time Fuck with yeah, we did. very cool people. I also am very hopeful that I will be able to play very soon with the single gentleman of that group. He and I, yeah. we have an interesting dynamic. He and I flirt constantly. He tells me how sexy I am, but we've had very little real opportunity to be intimate with one another. No. And so now it's like all of this anticipation and I'm like I just want his fucking cock. I want it so bad. Yeah, it's weird because now we've all been together. Well, I say most of us have been together now on two separate occasions. In either of those occasions, it could have been possible I guess when you think about how it all went down, but there's so much going on when you've got that many people playing it's difficult to orchestrate. Yeah. You know, and by the time it's like kind of wrapped up and everyone's done their thing, it's almost like, oh shit, I, I didn't touch you. How did I manage to miss that? There yeah. Was, and I know. really want to touch you. So this is yeah. not a situation in which I'm avoiding that. I want it badly. Yeah. So I think I'm going to invite him for some private time soon. Yeah, you should. And I have like a legit, I don't want to call it a legit date because that makes it sound as if the goal is romance, but right. I have a legitimate outing with a man this week that I'm very excited about. Yeah. We had the opportunity to meet him at our meet and greet what a super fucking guy very interesting also not entirely the guy that you would particularly pick out in a group but you know there's an attraction there so i'm not I, sure that's true he's very handsome oh, i yeah. would maybe not my quintessential type right. per se yeah. but i find him very attractive yeah there's something very kind of cool about him so i can see why you're attracted to him and he, he reached out to you right away and uh, wanted to take you out which i thought was nice and, no yeah. no no i reached out to him Oh, you did? I thought he contacted you. No, I I made the first move. He wow, check you out. He obviously was excited to hear from me, but I was the one that pulled that off. Huh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. you know, that says something. Obviously, there's a little bit more there than meets the eye. I didn't see you having that kind of attraction to him. I saw a gentleman in the room that you were far more attracted to, or at least it would seem that you were. Uh, so I would have thought that was the guy that was first on the list. Listen, there is so much to be said for confidence. I cannot tell you enough how sexy it is to me when a man is quiet 
quietly confident. Not yeah. cocky, but quietly confident. It just gets my blood going. Yeah. Listen, there was a guy in that meeting greet, younger guy, who was absolutely GQ quality handsome. So fucking hot. I mean, this guy could easily have been on the cover of any fucking magazine. Just <laughs> really fucking good looking. <laughs> to be fair, I know where you're going with this, and I reached out to him yesterday, too. So. <laughs> well, well, you well, you have to, because he was so painfully shy. I Even when I walked up to him and introduced myself to him, because I was talking to a couple, and you were sitting next to him and another friend of ours, he couldn't even look me in the eye. And I think th- this was just a lot for him. It was overwhelming. He is for sure. so damn attractive yeah. and such a gentleman. So I, I totally want to hang out with him too. But I think that that kind of brings us to our theme this week, if you will, which is going to lead to our story later, which is variety's awesome. That's half the reason we're in the lifestyle. Half of it is because of the connection you and I have. Yeah. And the other half of it is because we don't believe in monogamy at this point in our lives. We no. believe that variety is a beautiful thing. And when you can go into interactions appreciating people for their differences, it can result in some amazing opportunities. Yeah, I was having this conversation with one of our friends, actually our, the friends we met Saturday, and then of course, inevitably, you and I had sex with them um, <laughs> because we all play the same way. And he and I were talking about the variances and the types of men that his partner plays with and the types of men that you play with and you know how that's converse to who he and I are really. And essentially what I said to him was like, look, if you've got vanilla ice cream in the freezer at home and you go out for ice cream, are you going to get vanilla? You're not my vanilla ice cream. Though. Or, you're like my Rocky Road with whipped cream and sprinkles and a cherry yeah, on top. But my point but is you're not going to stands. get the same flavor. <laughs> I'm not going to get the Rocky Road with the whipped cream and no. the sprinkles and cherry on top when I go out typically. Yeah. If I've got a flavor in the freezer you know, full of <laughs> I, that that flavor, I'm not going out to get said flavor. I right. need a little variety. Yes. You know, I may even not have ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Who knows? I might have fucking cake that day. Yeah. So you got to, <laughs> you know, you got to mix it up a little bit. I just bit. realized the euphemism in that. I could have cake. Who knows? Yeah. You never know. Cake, pussy, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got the variety is the hot part of it, right? And it's, and I think the other part of it is that's exciting for me now, especially watching you kind of evolve into this person who is uniquely different now uh, than we were, you were certainly a year ago and two years ago. Well, I think I'm different than I was even before we got to Vegas. If for sure. Fair. No, for sure. That's what I mean. But the variety in which you're you know, you're chasing these different guys. It's like, man, it's it's really unique to see. And you don't see that in normative life. Fuck you know, no. most people are like, oh, I know what I like. I like the brunettes. I like the blondes. I like the redheads. I like this. I like that. Yeah, but you know? that's because they're thinking from a singular focus. They're thinking from a, a monogamous focus. Right. Like, what is my favorite thing? Yep, this, okay, I, therefore, right, I, have I to must go, find yeah. my favorite thing. I don't have to have my favorite thing every day. Actually, I do because you're my favorite well, thing. Well, they're looking at it as though this is the only thing I'm going to have. So if I'm going to have only this thing, I need the thing I like the most. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, that's what it is. And yeah, we don't have to do that. No. You know, not at all. I had the opportunity. And just like you did, we played with this this amazing couple separately, of course. But this is a gal my age. She is fucking sexy. What great tits. Wow. And just fucking amazing. And I've also been very fortunate enough to play with folks that are 20 years younger than me and 10 years, years older than me. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, who cares? You know, whatever that attraction is, it just is. And Well, for you, it's really different, too. It's because diverse, yeah. 
you like all sorts of different body types yeah, and different hair colors and everything. Yeah, I'm all over the fucking map. Good luck trying to figure me out. <laughs> um, you know, or my sexual peccadilloes at any given time. But yeah, it's unique to kind of watch. And, you know, the story we're going to talk about today that this gentleman that you got a chance to play with. Again, I said it when I met him. This is not your typical type. I was thinking it to myself. I actually said it to a friend. It's like, this is not the norm for her. And yeah, sure enough, it worked out. You know, I guess it just doesn't matter. It's what happens in the moment. And based on what happened Saturday, I fully believe that it truly is about the people that you're with and who you're engaging with and who you choose to spend time with. It it's really also matter. about chemistry. I cannot count the number of times that I have started talking to a ridiculously hot person yeah. and I find out very quickly that there's not going to be a connection there. And sometimes it's not even because anything egregious has happened. Right. It's because just through talking to them, I realize we have very little in common yep. and my desire to be naked with them is significantly diminished as a result of that. Well, I'm curious because, uh, I mean, obviously I don't, I don't want to get too far off topic topic here, but we are planning another event later on in 2022. And my interpretation of what we, you and I are going to be like by the time we get to that event, I almost can't draw, mentally, I couldn't draw a picture of what you and I are going to be like by the time we get there. I think our experience this time around is going to be very different. Are you talking about BFF or something later in the year? No, no, later in the year. Oh, one of our events. Yes. Got it. I think that our experience is going to be vastly different the second time around than it was the first time. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what happens at BFF. Oh, I can't wait. We've had literally dozens of listeners reaching out since we announced that we're going to that event. Yeah, and by the way, we get people asking us. We don't have a fucking clue about going, so we have no. We don't know anything about we it. We are you not just, your information source no, on BFF. We don't no. know what the fuck we're doing. We just booked it. That's yeah, all we were doing. Matter of fact, the folks we were with Saturday, they're all going. And from what we just heard, they upped the number of people that they're uh, they were allowing because of demand. I think it was two hundred. Now it's like two twenty five. You and I are tickets one ninety seven and one ninety eight. We barely made the cutoff. Yeah, but so, my point is we've had a lot of listeners reaching out that are like, oh my fucking God, I'm so excited you guys are going. Yeah. Either they are also going or they've been to a prior BFF right. and they're like, you guys are going to have a fucking blast. Or they want to go and they're asking for information. We don't have it. Yeah, we don't have that. Sorry. We're, yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is not our event <laughs> No, at all. the truth <laughs> is we're going to this event, much like we're going to attend different events and go to different places without the intention of truly fully knowing what's going on. And part of that, again, is because of the conversation we had with our friend Saturday, we can talk ourselves out of a good time pretty fucking easily. And you and I are purposely not talking about our January trip to uh, BFF because I don't want to dig into it. Nope. I want to show up and take my clothes off Live and just see what happens. Yep. Right? We're going to bring a robe and slippers and that's it. Yeah. That's really it. Well, you know that that's not all I'm going to well, bring, but... <laughs> I know. You'll bring nine pairs of shoes and you'll wear none of them. Four bathing suits and but, I won't wear any of them. But. Yeah. But my point is it's going to be, you know... We're we're just going to bring a bag, show up, see what the fuck happens. And that's the kind of stuff I really want to start doing more of. It's not easy. Easier said than done, but we're getting there. Agreed. So we need to get to single guy tip of the week this fuck week. Fuck do we ever. Which one are we going to choose? Well, we had two. Uh, which which one should we go with? You know, we got we were reached out to, obviously, like we often are by listeners. And one of them gave us a really good uh, single guy tip of the week. But the one that you and I just discussed, I think, is kind of, it's almost in line with what we just dealt with in terms of really a lack of, a complete lack of awareness, poor behavior, and the thirst of some fucking guys. It really is a 
amazing to me. It's worse than that. To me, it goes goes back to a single guy tip of the week we provided a couple of weeks ago, which is don't rely on a gimmick. Okay, oh, so yeah. I'm just going to lay out what happened. And this is not the first time this has happened. It's just the most recent and probably the most shocking to me that I can think of anyway. So I am on a site where you can put ads up. Basically, you can state what you're looking for. You can state who you are. I don't usually use this site, but I was bored and I thought I'd get on for a few minutes. And one of the ads really caught my eye because the ad was very well put together, very well worded, thoughtful. And I'm not going to lie. There was a shallow part of me that at the bottom when he said that he describes himself as a silver fox type with Hollywood good looks, I'm thinking, okay, this is like John Hamm type guy, right? Yeah, like I instantly this, think of George Clooney. George Clooney, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you say Hollywood good looks, I think that that immediately has a connotation for people. It certainly did for me. Sure. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to just reach out and see what this is all about. We start talking back and forth a little bit via email. I finally say to him, I would love to see what you look like and I'll provide a picture as well, considering that he called himself Hollywood good looks and a silver fox. So <laughs> we get on kick and we exchange a photo. I send mine first. He sends his back. I am going to say, I don't think that you could picture someone further from John Hamm than this particular gentleman. And I'm not saying that to be shitty. I'm saying it to make a point. Don't call yourself Hollywood good looks and a silver fox if you're not. You really should leave that description up to the receiver of the picture. Let the recipient decide that you have Hollywood good looks. Yes. That's, listen, you cannot call yourself a guy who who should be in Hollywood or could easily be mistaken for such. If you are nowhere near, it's not even, this guy's not even close. I'm sorry, he is silver. I'll give him that. <laughs> but no. No, sir. You can't do that to people. Yeah, You've wasted be, everyone's time. Once again, it's a gimmick. It's attention grabbing. And to be honest, it worked. It's clickbait. I probably Fucker wouldn't have you. responded to him via email had he not said that at the bottom because I was curious. So in that regard, it worked. If his goal was only to get a little bit of attention and not to actually meet up and have sex with someone, goal obtained. You got an A plus because it worked and I reached out. Yeah. But there's no possible way I can take you seriously now. I no. either assume that you have zero self-awareness or, like you said, you were just providing clickbait. And either way, I'm not interested. Yeah, the problem with that is, and we talked, we listen, there are a lot of single guys that reach out, particularly the guys that reach out to me. Can you take a look at my profile? Tell me what you think. And then, you know, you read the profile, you look at their picture and it's like, you know, you're not a, you're not a bad looking guy, but in your profile, you really do describe yourself in a very different way than than your images portray you. So I, I really think that those things need to be more congruent. And if you bring them together, you're letting someone know that you understand who you are. You have a really good understanding of everything about you from the your character to your appearance. I mean, that's important. Having that level of understanding about yourself is important. And it, it says something to people. That's just crazy. Yeah, I think you're 100% right because there's a lot of profiles that I've looked at where the guy will say something like ridiculously fit. Yes. And then I go and look Look at his Drives pictures crazy. or he sends me a picture. He is not ridiculously fit. And listen, I am not anywhere near ridiculously fit. Okay. I'm a curvy lady. I got a big old ass. I got a dumb a truck ass. ass. I am not looking for physical perfection. I'm truly not. But if you say that you're ridiculously fit, I assume that's what you really are. And when you prove yourself to not be that, I have to question your integrity. 
Yeah, well, there's, I question a lot of things. Listen, guys reach out to me all the time to tell me how fucking fit they are and this and that. And then they send me a picture and it's difficult for me to go, man, what, uh, am I talking to the same fucking person? Because that you're, you're not fit. Uh, you're just not. I mean, I'm not saying it to and be And that's mean. okay, but don't yeah. describe yourself as Yeah, such. because the truth is I don't require it. Right. I, I don't need it. You don't, don't need either. to tell me that. I don't need six pack abs every no, fucking guy don't need I you to tell with. me that. But you can't say that to me and then not be that. Because now I'm like, I'm like, huh, what else are you fucking wrong about? Or what else is going on in your head? You're, you're suspect to me now, you know? I just, it's weird. You know, your judgment is now suspect. So yeah, just be honest with yourself first and then be honest with everybody else. <laughs> like I said, it's either delusions of grandeur or you are just trying to get attention, but either way, it's not going to work. Yeah, look, so- for me personally... I downplay everything. I don't ever talk about my my appearance in any fucking way other than actual physical stats, how tall I am, what I weigh, the color of my non-hair, my eyes. (laughs) I keep it simple. I'm bald. I have blue eyes. You know, I'm this tall. I'm this heavy. This is what I weigh. The rest of it, I just, I don't mention it until someone sees a picture of me and I let them make that decision. It's just much easier. Let someone else decide that you are or are not something. Yeah. You know, if you're a single dude and you're trying to get into the space of the, particularly the hot wife space, you've got to be more precise with this stuff. Do not do that to yourself because, again, a lot of competition and you don't want to be the guy who stands out as that guy. Yes, 100%. So I think maybe we might share that single guy tip of the week for next week that a listener sent to us. Yeah, so for sure. Thank you for sending it because it was a valid one and we'll get to it at some point. But I could not go the week without telling this one particularly. So we are moving on to our story this week. Like I said, the theme of it, I believe, is variety. It can is. be very beautiful and it's awesome and can lead to a lot of fun. So we'll get to that very shortly. But first, we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Port Swingers podcast. This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Promescent. Listen, there is nothing worse than being with a new partner and not impressing them. It can be embarrassing and it almost always means you're not going to be invited back for next time. Take some of the anxiety out of that by using Promescent's newest product, their Delay Wipes. They're so convenient, you just take them with you and right before playtime, use them on yourself and they are almost guaranteed to help you extend your sexy playtime with that new partner. Make sure that you leave them with a smile on their face and a smile on yours as well. And that's just one example of the products that Permescent sells that we highly recommend for lifestylers. Another one for us ladies especially is their before and after wipes, which I'm using on almost a weekly basis at this point. Check out all of the bedroom wellness products from Promescent this holiday season by heading over to promescent.com and using our promo code FPS15 off. That's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com and use code FPS15 off for 15% off of your order today. This episode of FPS is brought to you by Motor Bunny. I cannot imagine what it must be like to go down on Christmas morning and see the Motor Bunny sitting under the Christmas tree. Now that is how you really impress your loved one this holiday season. The Motor Bunny is truly the most impressive sex toy I have ever seen. It wins all sorts of awards supporting that and it has so many different features. I personally have ridden the Motor Bunny many times and I mean, I'm not even gonna lie, it gets me off every freaking 
American time. I think what's even more fun, though, is taking it to share with friends, having them jump on it for the first time and see their eyes light up when they see what this thing can do is truly a treat. And the great thing about Motor Bunny is they have financing. So if you don't want to drop all the money all at once, we understand it can be quite an investment. Motor Bunny allows you to break up those payments. So this holiday season, get your loved one the gift that will really wow them. Head on over to MotorBunny.com or use the referral link in our show notes to get $40 off any of the Motor Bunny packages today. They also have all sorts of other holiday sales going on. So again, head on over to MotorBunny.com today. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by Manscaped. Santa baby, it's the holiday season. And if this year you're looking for stocking stuffers, look no further than our partners at Manscaped. They have the tools to get the job done for the man in your life this holiday season. And when you go to manscaped.com and use our code SWINGERS, you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. Listen, Brian uses the Manscaped products on an almost daily basis. And I am so grateful for that because he always smells so good. He's always so smooth. So a gift for him if I get something from Manscaped is truly a gift for both of us. And that's what you should be looking at this holiday season, right? The gifts that are going to make him light up and that you're going to benefit from as well. So one of the products that I highly recommend from Manscaped this year is the Performance Package 4.0. It includes the lawnmower body trimmer and all sorts of other amazing products to make sure that your man is smooth and smelling fine this year. Again, head on over to manscaped.com and use code SWINGERS at checkout for 20% off plus free shipping. Whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, friend, whoever, get them something that they will actually use and it's almost sure to get a laugh. Cheers to rocking the best gifts all of this season, a gift for him, but really a gift for you. So like we said earlier in the episode, I think this is a really interesting play session. It was one I was very excited to talk about because it is a little bit outside of the norm, especially given how we've been playing or how I've been playing lately. Well, and also with, you know, as it pertains to the gentleman with whom you've been playing, this guy does not fit your stereotypical type. No, not and I close. think that's okay. It is. We've, we're finding that out. Yeah, there absolutely is a, a place for people who are not necessarily the, you know, the ideal person or the person that you think would have been the ideal if you were drawing a picture of that person. It comes down to chemistry and really just a connection and a confidence. This guy had a confidence about him, and he, he stepped into a very awkward situation when you guys met for the first time, a situation that most guys I don't think would have handled that well at all. Yeah, so let's talk about that. I met this gentleman for the first time when you were hanging out with a friend and yes. her friend that you were just meeting. Yes. So it was those two and us and this single gentleman kind of ventured into that, not really having any idea what he was getting himself well, into. Well, let's, let's be a little bit more honest than that, shall we? It was a Monday night. Yes. We went to a group meeting of lifestyle folks on a Monday night. Now, in all fairness, there were about 40 people that showed up at this bar off of the strip, not too far off the strip. And I invited this gentleman to tag along with the group because it was a bunch of lifestylers. Well, not right away. You and I realized that this group was not really going to work out for us. So we, we exited early. And upon exiting, I got a text message from my friend who was on the strip with her friend and said, I said, hey, let's, let's hang out. You know, Brent and I are getting ready to ditch this party. 
We'll meet you guys out and we'll go have a drink. So about that time, you said, well, my friend is here. He lives five minutes from here. We'll have him join us too. I thought, okay, fuck it. All, you know, five of us will go out and have no, a no, drink. No, no, no. He was planning on coming to the meetup of all those Oh, people. I didn't know that. That was the whole thing. And he was like, well, is it going to be comfortable for me? I was like, it's just going to be a big group of lifestylers, super low key. He had no idea we were leaving the party. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's yeah. even, see, so this guy really did. I mean, he shows me something because he didn't just walk into a group that could have easily turned into kind of a mingling situation if he wasn't super comfortable with us or with me or with you or whatever. He met, he met up with us with four people he did not know in a far more intimate setting. Yes. Yeah, Very that's pretty, cool of him. It's ballsy. Yeah. So he meets us. I recognize him walking up. And what was so funny is I looked over at you while he was walking up. You saw him and you kind of gave me a look. And let me say this. He is not unattractive. He is a no. very handsome man. He's just not what I am usually into. Certainly not what I expected. In fact, I even turned to my friend because she looked at me and said, what's up? I said, well, I think that's the guy that Brenna's meeting. He's just not her type. I would never have put the two of them together. I said, I'm, I'm sure he's very cool, but I would not have put the two of them together. He's not a guy I would have chosen for her. Yeah. I also think part of the reason that I was excited to meet him is because of all the qualities that have nothing to do with his physicality. This is a very intelligent person. He's very well-spoken, incredibly respectful. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he has all of these great qualities that I was interested in kind of seeing live and in person when we finally met. So he walks up and is, sees us with this group of people that he doesn't know any of them. Yeah, he's never met me either. And we just go and the five of us sit and have a drink together. Yeah, very comfortable. We were just laughing and having a good time. And listen, this... <laughs> This was an eclectic group. Yeah, it was. I mean, let's just be honest. It was an eclectic group, and he could easily have been very much out of his comfort zone and felt really awkward. It wasn't that way at all. In fact, throughout the course of the time we spent having a couple of drinks, which I don't know, maybe it was over 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. He was touching your leg. He was very flirtatious with Once you. Once again, different detail. I was touching him first. Right. Long before he started touching me, which also never happens. I was very comfortable with him very quickly. He was so fucking cool. Even more cool in person than when we were digitally communicating. Yeah, no, it was obvious that there was a connection because when he was touching your leg, of course, I saw you touching his. That's a confidence, man. I mean, I'm sitting right there. He is in the midst of total strangers, one of whom is your partner. A lot of other guys would have been very uncomfortable and cautious in they that situation. They would have fucking run in the other direction like they were on fire. Yeah, for he sure. He would have been like, oh, sorry, I got to go use the restroom. And I never would have fucking seen him <laughs> no, again. He I got to go out for milk or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never comes back. <laughs> yeah, that, that could have been a very different situation <laughs> if that was a different guy. <laughs> So he handled it so well. And yeah, I mean, we're flirting with each other. We're touching. It's clear that there's some nice chemistry between us. And I, I really wanted to see him again after that experience. So we had that drink. The three of us left and kind of walked by ourselves for about a block because we yeah. had to get back to our car and he was actually parked very near us. Yeah. And so we got a chance to kind of you know, flirt a little bit more and give each other some eyes. And we parted ways. And I texted him the next day and said, I hope it wasn't awkward that I was groping you under the table with my husband sitting right across from us. And he's like, no, I honestly didn't really even think about it. It was cool. You seemed cool with it. So I was cool with it. Yeah. Listen, he really did uh, show me something. He was just a very confident guy who was very comfortable in his own skin. He was certainly comfortable around all of us. He, he could have made that situation very awkward or, you know, made himself very uncomfortable. And he didn't do that at all. He fit right in. He was 
absolutely part of the entire conversation. Didn't skip a beat. And he's a, a very intelligent guy. He's a sharp guy. And so he, he managed to figure it out. So I tell him that I want to see him. And he says, I'd love to see you too. He did ask me to come to his place. And right. I found that interesting because... Uh, with almost any other guy, I would have said no. I don't go to their house, especially if it's the first time that we may be playing with each other. And especially considering that he and I hadn't determined that we were going to be playing together yet. Yeah. Because despite the first interaction going really well and us having some chemistry, I wasn't sure if I was there yet. I wasn't sure if there was that desire to have sex with him yet. So with literally any other guy I can think of that I've met with maybe the exception of Clint the first time we started hanging out, I would never have said yes to going to his place. No, it was really kind of strange because I figured, I knew he asked you out like to, to do something obviously that was somewhat vanilla or benign, but I didn't never really thought he was going to say, hey, come on over to my place. Let's have some wine. And I didn't expect that at all. The truth is, however, it made sense because he does live close to the strip. He's downtown. And if you guys were to venture out someplace, it would have been just an easy transition. So, and I also, you and I talked about it. I wasn't super uncomfortable with it. I had met him. I, I obviously was going to drop you off. So I knew where he was, where he would have lived. And I had his contact info and all that kind of thing. So I was, I was quite comfortable with it. Well, I was too, and that surprised me. So he asked me to come to his place, but I did make it very clear. This is so fucking funny looking back on it. The way that I put it to him is, this is not a guaranteed thing. I am not a guarantee just because I am coming to your house and you're feeding me wine, okay? I want to make it very clear that this is just another opportunity for us to chat and see if we want to have sex with each other. Yeah, exactly. As if I ever do that. If I'm coming to your house, I'm pretty much going to have sex with you. Yeah, that's pretty much a sure thing. If you're coming over, you know, and spending time drinking wine, chances are, you know, you're going to be naked at some point. I kept saying, I'm not a sure thing. Yeah, but at that point, I'm pretty much a sure thing. Uh, Yeah. I like to make it sound like I'm not for whatever reason. Well, if you're going to spend more than 15 minutes there, chances are it's a sure thing. So I go to his place. I actually went and bought a bottle of wine. He said that he was going to have a bottle of wine and he comes down and meets us. He lives in this fantastic fucking building and we go up to his place and it's this cute little apartment. So fucking cute. And it overlooks a lot of the strip and it's fucking beautiful. And I immediately felt comfortable. He poured me a glass of wine. We sat on this amazing couch that he has and I learned a lot about him and it did feel more like a date than a sex session. And I think that that was definitely part of this for me is it's different when I want to jump your bones. Like when the only real interaction I'm interested in is banging, there's a certain heat to that. Well, and I initially thought, uh, in fact, my friend asked when we had first met with him that evening, is this more of a poly, potentially a poly situation? And I didn't really have an answer for it. I said, I don't, I don't believe so. But after thinking about it and time that you were spent with him and I, of course, was by myself, I'm thinking, I, I guess this could be a guy that I could potentially see you having a little bit more of a relationship with given his personality and the things he was interested in. And it made a little bit more sense to me at that point. His 
intellect for yeah, sure. Yeah. That's something that's always important to me if I'm actually going to be in a relationship. Yeah. If you're just a hot dude, I don't really care how intelligent you are for being real as long as you can hold a conversation. But if I'm going to date you, I want you to be fucking smart. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I thought. But of course, you and I had, didn't have that conversation prior. So there was never a discussion about a potential partner. And, in and this. that's not what this was. I was more so saying there was never a discussion about he and I being romantic with each right. other. But it was very different for me versus a guy that I just want to have sex with. I don't really care too much about the conversation as long as there's some chemistry and he's willing to meet out for 15 or 20 minutes and I just want to fuck him like crazy, which has been happening a lot while we've been in Vegas. Yes. That's a very different thing than I'm going to come to your house. We're going to talk about your upbringing. We're going to talk about your past relationships. We're going to talk about your, you know, your goals and aspirations over a couple of glasses of wine. There is a different connection that's made in those moments. And I think I used to say it was better. And now I'm not sure it is. I think it's just different. It's so different. Well, but for some guys, it's a it's important. And it's almost maybe to some degree mandatory. He may just not be a guy who's capable of you know meeting you out and then instantly heading off to a hotel room somewhere and having hot, sweaty sex for an hour. He wanted to genuinely form some kind of a connection, maybe for himself to ensure that that chemistry was there. It's, it's very likely. Yeah. Well, no matter what the reason was, I really enjoyed it. We had a great time chatting and he asked very politely, very consensually if he could kiss me. And I said yes. And we started making out with each other. And it was interesting because a lot of times when I, again, when I want to jump someone's bones, that heat is there from the moment hands are laid on each other. I think back to the gentleman we talked about last week where it's like we were just all over each other immediately making out. And that's not what this was. It was like this slow simmer. Well, it was the it same was... thing Saturday night. You and our friend were all over each other. Oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely. The minute we got to the club, I was like, okay, this is going quickly. And I wanted his cock real bad, but this was different. This was this slow simmer going on and it was kind of a buildup. And that was nice too. I really enjoyed that element of it because I felt so comfortable with him. I wasn't overthinking any of it. I knew that he genuinely wanted to be there with me. And so we're kissing and we're touching, but it's very light and very just kind of flirtatious. We're stopping every once in a while to kind of joke with each other or tell each other something and it felt it felt friendly with an element of sexual undertone if that makes any sense yeah it wasn't like that like you said it wasn't that it wasn't that typical heat that you might ordinarily find with someone that you're just meeting out for a drink and you know you want them to be naked before you even get in the car uh something <laughs> that seemingly just kind of built up because it was a solid connection you know over the course of a short period of time albeit kind of intimate yeah so it go that goes on for a while. I mean, that was probably a good 45 minutes of us kissing and touching. I kind of felt like I was back in high school a little bit, like I was in my parents' basement and we were watching a movie and we were, you know, just that kind of, I don't know, almost like kiddish type interaction, which sure. was really fun. I like feeling that way. I like that youthfulness and that playfulness. And it was very endearing to me. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, and again, I given his personality and, you know, his demeanor... That absolutely made sense. If it went any other way, I would have been surprised. Yeah. So fairly quickly, I realized that if something is going to progress, I'm going to have to be the one to pull the trigger here. And I'm not used to that. And it's not necessarily my preference, but I wanted to move forward with it because I liked him and because this kissing was great. He's a great kisser. And and I was all fucking worked up because I'm a slut. So that's how that works. Yeah. So. A couple of glasses of wine and a little bit of uh, physical contact and your some, panties are off. Some wine and light petting. And I want to just take these panties right off. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Provided, of course, you 
you were wearing panties. I don't know if I was. Well, I did go into the restroom and I bought... I brought a piece of lingerie. Here's something else I'm learning about myself. I bring lingerie for the occasion based on what I think the interaction is going to be like. So, for example, if I think it's going to be hot and heavy and rough and crazy, I'm typically in something leather or black. If it's maybe going to be a more sensual experience, I wear some lace, some nice reds, those types of things. With this guy, for whatever reason, I chose the only piece of white lingerie I own. That's very interesting. That's telling. Yeah, it really was. I knew this was not going to be a crazy throwing shit all over the room, hanging from the rafters kind of sex session. And I think my choice of lingerie reflected that. I knew it was going to be a lot more calm. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously your your instincts were spot on if you brought the only white piece of lingerie you had. I'm not even aware you had a piece of white lingerie. <laughs> I said not even sure I've fucking you. seen it. <laughs> What does that say about our sex? <laughs> yeah. It, well, listen, first of all, for anyone who doesn't know you at, at this point uh, on any level, I went to the car to get something out of it the other day. <laughs> I reached under the front seat. I'm like, what the fuck is this? There's a piece of lingerie and a giant fucking dildo in there. I'm like, Hot pink what dildo. the fuck is she doing? So clearly you were on your way somewhere on a date or whatever. And you thought, well, I should probably bring this stuff with me just in case. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And you just left it there. You well, yeah. yeah, I might need it. You never know when you're going to need a dildo and a piece of lingerie in your car. No, no you sure don't. So, right, so, yeah, I mean, the idea that you brought the only white one, again, your instincts were pretty well spot on. So I tell him eventually, I want to change into a piece of lingerie. Actually, the way I put it is, I'm going to change into lingerie and I'm going to wait for you in the bedroom. And from there, it's your call. And he was like, okay. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> so I go in, I get changed into my piece of lingerie. I go into the bedroom. He's already on the bed, which I fucking knew he was going to be. <laughs> yeah, of course. Is he dressed? Or is he undressed? He is. He took his shirt off. I think he still had his pants and his boxers on and right. his shoes and his socks are now off. And he's looking great. And I get on the bed and I kind of start straddling him a little bit. Most of my body is kind of on top of his and we're making out with each other. But I definitely was in control in this session. And I think that that spoke to our dynamic, his energy, all of that, because I got on, I started started making out with him. I started kissing on his neck. I started placing his hands where I wanted them to be, which was, it was sexy. There was a a certain level of sex appeal to that. Me feeling like I was 100% calling the shots in this situation. Did you, you guys did not have a conversation about dynamic up until that point? Absolutely not. Oh, This was all just feeling it out, which I also really liked because I think that one of my greatest strengths in sex as a sexual being is feeling someone's energy in being able to act on that and react to it yeah i mean you have the ability to you know maneuver between dominant and submissive and top and bottom pretty quickly and who's the aggressor and who's not and i'm very much well. a switch and i yeah. think that because of that i am very versatile and i can have a lot of fun with a lot of different types of people and this was a great reminder of that so i put his hand on my ass at one point he remarks on how nice my ass is and i'm like well you should squeeze it then so he starts squeezing on my ass i'm making out with him pretty quickly i'm like i would really like to suck your cock you should take your pants off and he's like okay <laughs> so <laughs> he takes his pants and his boxers off, lays back down on the bed, and I start sucking his cock. And this was very sexy because I've said this before on the podcast and I mean it wholeheartedly. One of the things that drives me crazy in an amazing way is when men are able to be vocal and they're able to moan and they're able to audibly let out the fact that they are 
in an erotic state, right? There are so many guys that I'll be sucking their cocks and they're completely silent. Yeah. And I'm like, does that feel good? And they're like, oh yeah, it feels great. I'm like, well, then why the fuck are you moaning or doing anything to let me know that? There's there's a certain lack of sexual IQ when a guy isn't doing that with me. Well, it's also not to your to their benefit. Like if you know that something's working, you should let the person who's doing it know so that they continue doing it. Yeah. Because chances are they won't because they'll assume that it's not working. I I also think that guys who won't moan are too in their fucking heads. They're the guys that are like, I don't want to come across a certain way. I need to. What way is that? You're I getting need, your cock sucked. I need to be out. the masculine force in here and, you know, not show any weakness. So I'm not going to just let myself go and moan and enjoy the moment. I fucking hate that. I don't even know Almost what that's about. every fucking time I've had sex with a guy and he doesn't moan when I'm sucking his cock. I know the sex is going to be mediocre. Well, and also you're just going to stop. I mean, why bother? Yeah, there's no motivation. You don't know what's working. I've got no indication that anything I'm doing is working. I'm like a puppy that needs to be trained. You got to give me a fucking bone every once in a while, okay? Well, you get a lot of bones, but someone (laughs) just needs to let you know. You have to give me a verbal bone, okay? (laughs) Yeah, someone needs to let you know that you're putting it in the right spot. Yes. So, yeah, I don't understand guys that do that. Really, it makes no sense to me. Well, it was clear that he was just completely letting himself go. He was laying back for most of the time. His eyes were either closed or he was kind of off in his own little world there wasn't a lot of connection between us but i was okay with that because i felt like i was really providing him with a lot of pleasure well yeah for sure and he was obviously in in another space and wasn't really thinking about anything other than you sucking his cock and how it felt i imagine which is perfect so he's moaning he's saying oh my god that right there that feels good i ask him if he like likes his balls being played with he's like absolutely so i start very lightly flicking the tip of my tongue over his balls and he starts moaning like crazy so i know he wants a little bit more of that and i kind of start massaging them in my mouth if you will at the same time that i'm stroking the shaft and it was a lot of motivation for me because he just seemed to be in this trance and he was moaning and kind of writhing and it was very sexy to see well again i mean Probably, I don't know. I, I don't know him well enough to make this determination, obviously. But I have to presume that you're taking control and you're providing him with that kind of oral, because I'm familiar with it, uh, <laughs> is probably not what he was expecting. Well, you're welcome then. If I have to guess. (laughs) So that goes on for quite a while. It's probably a good five minutes of going back and forth between his balls and his shaft and rubbing my fingers up and down his legs and kind of onto his abdomen. And he's just telling me how much he loves everything. I can tell pretty quickly this is going to end soon if I don't switch things up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So I tell him that we should swap and I want to go have him go down on me. And he very enthusiastically agrees. I lay on the bed and I thought this was really sweet too I told him I wanted to watch a little bit so he took a pillow and stuck it behind me nice very gentlemanly of him so I'm kind of almost propped up a little bit and my pussy's exposed and he starts going down on me and unlike him I want to see this whole thing I want to see the tongue on my pussy and I want to be able to experience it from a visual perspective as well and it was very hot because once again he's not looking up at me we're not making eye contact which I do like but what I really appreciate was you could tell he was intent. It was clear that he was going to work, that he wanted me to have a lot of pleasure, and he was eating that pussy like it was his last fucking meal, and I loved it. 
Yeah, there's something to be said for when someone is enthusiastic and truly enjoys doing something as opposed to phoning it the fuck in. That's the worst. Yes, and this was the polar opposite. He is licking all over it. He's licking on the lips. He stops to kind of nibble on my thighs a little bit, which drives me fucking crazy. He goes back to sucking on my clit. And as soon as he starts doing that, I'm like, right there. Do not move right there. That's what I need for you to be doing. And he continues to suck and suck and suck. And very quickly, after that whole suction started, I came hard. I came very, very hard. It was wonderful. Well, I'm sure you're, again, he is experiencing, you're having an orgasm, which is, you know, different for a lot of guys because you're very expressive and it's obvious that you're coming. So I'm sure he enjoyed that. So then we're laying there kissing each other afterwards. We're laying, I'm kind of tasting myself on his mouth, which I fucking love feeling the juices on his chin. There's something that's so, I don't know, like animalistic about that, that it's still sitting there and he hasn't wiped it off and I'm now getting to taste it on him. Love that. I think he expected that to be the end of it because if you recall, I told him leading up to this, I'm not a sure thing. And even if we do X, Y, and Z doesn't mean I'm going to have penetrative sex with you. We just have to feel it out and see how things work out. So I think that he thought that I just was going to stop there. He doesn't know me very well. He doesn't well. know you at all. Because <laughs> once I start going, once I once you once that ball is in motion, it's very hard to stop. Unless it. something has happened, and and you know, and it's happened before. Obviously, something really fucking unusual or awkward or something just completely puts you out of the out of that mood it's like yeah you're not going to just stop after oral that's not a thing so i tell him that he if he would like to he should get a condom and start fucking me and he's like absolutely how do you want me so we start with me on my back he's on top and he slowly enters into me he is rock hard and what was really sexy is i could see kind of the blood pumping into his cock that's how hard it is you know how those veins start just popping I love that. To me, that's one of the sexiest things ever. Yeah, I'm sure he's real fucking worked up at this point. <laughs> it's just that one extra cue of like, he's ready to fucking do this. So he slides into me and we start fucking and it is very kind of controlled at first. There's not a lot of connection going on in that moment. I think we were still just kind of feeling each other out. So he's kind of pumping into me. We're not really looking at each other. And then I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to amp this up. I am going to make sure that this is a great experience for us both. So I start saying dirty things to him. I start telling him that he has a great cock and asking him how my pussy feels and asking him what else he wants to do with me and like, what's the next position you're going to fuck me in? Just continuing to keep this momentum going. And he starts fucking me harder and is picking up the pace. And then he starts looking at me with this fucking hot look on his face. Like he is so into it. And also I think he was a little surprised. I think he was surprised that I was as dirty as I was with my verbal cues to him. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he wasn't expecting that at all. Listen, when someone, when you're with someone, your partner at the moment, like I was Saturday, this amazing woman, when you're getting all of the verbal cues as you put in, all that information that you need to know that this is working, that fucking session is going to be really hot. Yeah. It, it just makes things so intense, especially because you can tell and you know what you're doing is working. If there is something that you're, that you're not doing and should be doing, they're telling you. I mean, it's 
it just makes for an intense fucking session. So he eventually says, what do you want from me? And I said, I want you to lay on your back and let me ride your cock. And he was like, absolutely. So he puts the pillow behind his head. I get on top. I ease myself onto his cock and I start very slowly. At first, I'm almost doing like a figure eight with my hips and I'm not really bouncing. I'm just kind of letting it sit there with all of this motion going on. And then well, that I booty s- creates a lot of motion. <laughs> it sure does. And then I start very slowly pumping myself up and down on his cock and I start making out with him at the same time and then I stop making out with him and I have my head down by his ear and I'm whispering naughty things to him while I'm picking up the pace and I just keep going harder and harder until I am just bouncing this whole booty off his cock which is one of my favorite things because it goes deep it gets a lot of deep penetration but also I'm controlling everything I'm controlling all of the motion how fast I'm going so when I'm getting close I can feel it and pick it up just a little bit more and I can get myself exactly where I need to be and I came hard I think I squirted just a tiny bit on him which I was not expecting but it was fucking hot and he just gives me this look of like surprise and happiness and he's like that was so hot I'm like yes it was (laughs) yeah again I think there's a you know there's some there should be some level of surprise I think that's fun when you're getting to be with someone for the first time and it's maybe not you're not expecting what you get you know, it's kind of like opening a box at Christmas. You don't really realize what you're getting. It's yeah. a small box that ends up being the keys to a car, that, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, you think you're getting like fucking some stupid shit and it ends up being something really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this was, I think. <laughs> so I love that. That's like the perfect analogy. Yeah. So then I have obviously discovered that he hasn't come yet and I want to make him come. So I ask if I can pull the condom off and suck his cock a little bit more because he really seemed to enjoy that the first time. And he said, absolutely. So I very slowly peel the condom off his cock, set it down on the bed, and I start sucking his cock again. And I'm doing all of the same tricks that I was before that I knew were working because he was moaning like crazy. I was swirling my tongue on the tip and then I was kind of getting the cock all wet and then using my hand to jerk it while I was sucking on his balls and fairly quickly I would say within two or three minutes he's like I'm gonna come so I continue to stroke and then lick his balls at the same time and I feel him explode onto my hand and he's making these amazing noises these very like deep throat in his chest noises and come so hard and I pull my mouth off his balls continue to just slowly stroke his cock and I look up at him and once again he's lost you can tell he's in a different fucking world and that was so hot to me knowing that I did that that I was able to provide that pleasure was the perfect ending to the night yeah when someone is obviously satiated it's also satisfying for you to know that you accomplished that. Fuck yeah. It makes yeah, me feel like I hot. deserve a fucking ribbon or a parade or something. I'm like, God, yeah. I'm a badass. Yeah. Look, when that happens, it changes everything. Especially if, for me, if I know that I'm doing the right thing, my game gets amped. Yes. Just us. So we laid together for a little bit. We talked about what had just happened. We talked about the fact that it was very good. We also did talk about, and I think it's only fair to mention it, that once again, this was not this heated, crazy, passionate thing like I've had with some of my other play partners recently, especially. We talked about that in the moment. We talked about 
for him, it really has to be a buildup and that it takes some time sure. to really get to know someone and to come out of his shell. And I respect that 100%. I, I think I used to be that person. I'm not sure that I am anymore. No, you are not. <laughs> at all. But I think back to when we first started in the lifestyle and I was that person. It definitely was not my top performance, I'll say, the first time I was with someone, even the first two or three times I was with someone. Well, I think that was more of an in our in your head, in my head kind of thing because we thought that's the way it had to be or should be. Partially, but I also think that there was a part of me that wasn't 100% comfortable in those moments. Right. So just letting go and allowing myself to just absorb all the energy around me was really difficult to do. Now it's really not difficult to do. I think I could probably meet someone in 10 or 15 minutes and have explosive sex with them. Yeah. Well, of course, our entire attitude has changed toward the space in, in general. Yeah. So we're much more open to a lot of different things that obviously in the beginning, we certainly we just simply weren't. But I'm also incredibly respectful and understanding of the fact that he may not be there right now. And right. it still was an amazing session. It was still a great opportunity to get to know someone. Listen, I know this is going to sound super fucking slutty, but it's the truth. I like getting to know people through sex. I understand who someone is when I have sex with them far more than I do when I'm sitting and having hours of conversation with them because sex strips away everything. You just see someone for who they really are. Yeah. It's, well, it's just much more real. There's no hiding at that point. Exactly. You know, you're completely vulnerable in just about every way. And I learned so much about this guy and I was very appreciative of that session. But to go back to our point earlier, there is something beautiful about variety. And I appreciated that this session was so different from some of the others I've had. Was it this crazy, like I said, throwing clothes around the room and throwing condoms off and having to find them for an hour later and banging your head up against a wall because you just don't even give a fuck. No, it wasn't that. But there was still something very cathartic about it. And I had a blast. I came home with a giant smile on my face. So that tells you pretty much everything you need to know. Yeah. Listen, there's something to be said for taking a, a detour once in a while from the norm or what you think is your standard. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with that. It was a great time and we benefited from it. So that's all that matters. Absolutely. I haven't seen him since, but I'm, I'm still hopeful we'll make that happen. It's just schedules haven't aligned. But right. yeah, I mean, I think it's it's important to recognize that I don't have to have sex with the same type of guy over and over and over again. Now, I will say this, and I think once again, it's only fair to say it. The reconnection between you and I is very different when, when it's an experience like this versus an experience like we talked about last week. 100% different. Not even close. So you and I had sex that night, but we didn't talk about the experience. We no. talked about the experience I was planning to have a couple days later. Correct. Yeah. Very different. It's, it's intensity more than anything, I think. How intensely you are interested in something. The intensity with which you were you know, you actually had a play session, you know, the eagerness that you, you have about a play session or, or just having had a play session. It was hot. We talked about it. You enjoyed it. You liked, obviously, like we just talked about the, the variance in this person being different and, you know, outside of the norm for you as of late. But that particular experience wasn't the driver of our reconnection. We were focused, like you said, on what was to come the next couple of days. Yeah. And Very I different. think that's okay too. Yeah, absolutely. It is. I think it matter. makes us appreciate the times when we are just like clawing at each other to have sex because I've just had this fucking insane experience with someone. It's it's just a very different connection between you and I. And it's almost it's completely unspoken. We don't even know, realize that it's happening. Yeah, we don't even need to talk about it and decide. No. It's not like we sit there and decide, okay, tonight's going to be a crazy explosive reconnection. Nope. It's all about that energy. And I yeah. fucking love that. I really do enjoy that. I love that we can have different experiences in lifestyle and appreciate 
appreciate them for what they are. Yeah, it doesn't diminish the the times when it's not like that. It simply is the thing we most look forward to. So I must say, our bonus episode for this week is already recorded. It does share a little bit more in depth of some of the things we talked about on this episode. And it's a good one. You're not going to want to miss it. We get a lot more candid with our Patreon members on this bonus episode than we have in a long time, I think. Yes. And they also got to hear some juicy details that you will not hear on this podcast. No, it's definitely uh, a little bit more open. than the show itself a lot of times. So if you would like to hear that as well as receive tons of other bonuses, we would love for you to consider sponsoring the show. You guys have no idea how much our Patreon members mean to us and we try to do as much for them as a thank you, provide all sorts of content. They're the first to know about events, all sorts of shit. So make sure you jump on with us at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. A very big thank you to the newest members of our Patreon community who this week are Alexander, Mika, and Miles. Thank you guys for joining jumping on board. We can't wait to get to know you better. We also have some very fun stuff going on OnlyFans right now. I actually have a play session that will be going up on OnlyFans as soon as it happens. It's happening soon. <laughs> we we have it scheduled. We just need to actually have it go through and then you guys will see that on OnlyFans. I've also just been having a lot of fun doing some nudes and some other fun things there. So if you want the raunchier stuff, OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. We're now on TikTok at Front Porch Swingers. So find us there and we're on Instagram at FPS Pod Media and Twitter at FP Swingers. And we're also on YouTube at Front Porch Swingers. We have a new video prepped and ready to go there as well. And what else do we have? Lots of shit. Look forward to the events in Vegas, Phoenix, and Denver. They are coming soon. Hell yes. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.